You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. What it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to your second New Japan Cup date. I'm your bad friend, Rafe Houston. I'm riding solo today as Curtis and I break down these individual cup dates for you as they play out. Uh, If you missed Curtis's night one, night two uh, review, feel free to jump back into the feed, skip back one episode, and you'll hear everything he had to say about those. I am here today, though, to talk about three and four. And, man, this first one's going to be rough, so I'm not going to get get too bogged down in it, but the first one was March 8th uh, from Fukushima, Big Palette, Fukushima. Uh, the main heats are uh, Toru Yano versus Mark Davis and then Red Narita versus Evil. Um, before I jump into those... There's been some fun tags and things like that on the show. Not really the point of this to to get too bogged down in it, but I will say this is where you know we're starting to see David Finlay starting to tag with the other members of Bullet Club, and there's there's a tension uh, brewing between him and ELP that has been very interesting on all these shows. So. Uh, that's something to watch. It could be a red herring and then it all comes back around. But hey, maybe we'll, we're heading towards like an ELP face turn or, or something like that. But I mean, it seems like Gato's picked his boy and Finlay is going to be, you know, the the main centerpiece of Bullet Club now. So it's going to be interesting to see where that goes. But yeah, jumping into the heat, um, the first one was Yano versus Davis. Um I was very excited to see Davison solo action. Uh, he is also an Australian gentleman and a very good wrestler. Uh, and I've always got a pretty soft spot for Yano and his bullshit. That said, though, this match, I don't, I don't think they had heaps of chemistry for me. Um, and, yeah, like I said, I, I enjoy Yano's bullshit for the most part. But, I don't know, something was a little flat. Maybe just because I wanted to, I don't know, see more, more out of Davis or something. But, um but yeah, there was a fun little spot where Yano's fucking about under the ring and Davis ties a bag over his head and <laughs> and all, all these usual shenanigans. But really, this was just a placeholder for two reasons in my eyes. One, because Yano can beat everybody. You're like, is Yano the reason that you know Davis will get knocked out of the tournament? Is he also the person that will then be the banana peel that will slip up Will Osprey in coming rounds? But... Davis got it done, um, pretty dominant victory, and then he's on to face his stablemate in the United Empire, Will Ospreay. Um, the next match was Red Narita versus Evil. Um, I wasn't really sure how this was going to go. I personally was hoping that Red Narita would go through um, to face Jeff Cobb because I would love to see a... United Empire strong style feud for the uh, Trios Championship, but it was not to be. Uh, Evil pulling through here in a pretty dominant victory. A lot of like the Dick 
Togo bullshit. Nothing super creative here, but great fire uh, from Ren Narita, and it felt like the crowd really, really wanted him to get through. I had been saying in our best case, worst case preview that we did of the New Japan Cup two episodes ago um, that Sonata was my worst case scenario uh, for who would win the New Japan Cup um, in, geez, maybe 17 days now. I go to Japan. Uh, my wife and I are going for a week to Kyoto, uh, catching a bunch of stuff that we haven't seen before. Um, and then we're going to Tokyo to meet friends. And we're actually going to be in Raigoku Sumo Hall for Sakura Genesis. And my main fear was a main event between Okada and Sonata. I haven't particularly liked their matches, and I've always felt like Sonata has lacked fire for me. Um, that said, in that match with Tai Chi, we definitely saw that start to appear. So I'm not sure Sonata's any longer my worst case after seeing this evil match. <laughs> I had said when we got to the semifinals, like in my worst case, and it was Sonata versus Evil, I said Sonata's still worse because I thought he was more likely. Um, I now think maybe Evil would be the worst case scenario if it was like this level of fucking unimaginativeness as far as interference and things go. That said, though, you know, when the whole house of torch is there and they're pulling out all the bullshit and stuff and the crowd brutally hates them, then that can still be pretty fun. But, yeah, this, this match was really flat. I'm not going to get too much into this night. I I, I had seen the first two nights. Chris had spoken about them. I thought he'd done a really great job. And then I was very excited for this. And I was like, oh, man, this is a rough start to the tournament. But it's okay because the next night, night four, was yet to come. And that was an absolute banger. So the next night uh, was Friday, March the 10th from Amasei Yamanashi. Uh, it was the main events of Yoshihashi versus Kyle Fletcher and Shingo Takagi versus Aaron Hanare. Now, both matches were awesome. Both matches were really good. Uh, I've had my criticisms of Yoshihashi Kind of, I, I feel like he's not present. I, I think he's a really good wrestler, but he's always so awkward, like in everything he does, that just sort of lacks this fight. I feel like, you know, like if you look at somebody and you like blur your eyes and you're not really focusing on them, that's how I feel like he looks at the world. Like I feel like he's not present. Uh, and it's amazing that he does as well as he does because he looks like he's not even in the match, but um, he was facing Kyle Fletcher. Now, Kyle Fletcher, again, another member of Aussie Open, another Australian countryman. Um, dude, the potential, I, I don't think I've seen a young prospect with as much potential as Kyle Fletcher in a very long time. The dude's so young. He's tall, he's filling out, he's obviously putting in the work. Like, he and the the trainers he's had, trained by Robbie Eagles, now under the wing of Will Ospreay, the, the sky's the ceiling for him. You know what I mean? There's, there's no ceiling of what he can accomplish in this business if he sticks with it and sticks with New Japan. Uh, I could see him as the next coming of Will Ospreay. But, you know, with with even more 
positive influences on him. So I think we're going to see great things from Aussie Open, but I think there's really the, a very good chance many years down the road he will be a single star in New Japan. Or in the world, maybe not even in New Japan, maybe in the world, but it, but his potential is, is white hot. And the, this match really showed it. Um, quick note, if you haven't watched New Japan Tamashi um, from Melbourne, like the most recent one where he versus Will, um, sorry, where he, it was Kyle Fletcher versus Robbie Eagles, really worth a watch. It was really cool. That same show was also uh, headlined by Aaron Hanare versus Caveman Arg in an absolute slugfest. Um, but yeah, Kyle and Yoshihashi were really, really good together. Um, lots of like crazy stuff like Canadian destroyers, brutal kicks to the head, um, slamming into barricades outside. But in the end, uh, Fletcher manages to get it done with like a spinning tombstone. I think he calls it like the brimstone or the grimstone. Um, when I heard like the Tamashi commentary, um, whichever name that's cool and kind of put your own spin on it. So I like that, but yeah. Really awesome, and and also worth noting, like how cool it is. Like the the United Empire man, when they first started, for me, it was like kind of this sort of awkward kind of faction that I wanted to be really good, but now they've really like hit their stride and are probably easily like the coolest faction in New Japan. Um, so many great members, uh, the vibe they bring in everything they do, their aesthetic, the fact that, you know, they all come out and support their guys. They don't get involved, but they're, they're very present and stuff leads to like a huge team feel. And we'll get to the end of tonight, but when they're all in the ring together, it looks like a really serious unit and I, I super enjoy it. Um, it's also worth noting that in this match, um, uh, Jeff Cobb came out on commentary uh, for the English announced team and Okan was on Japanese commentary. And <laughs> there was one fun moment where Kyle Fletcher dives out of the ring, slamming Yoshihashi into the barricade in front of the announcers. And Jeff Cobb's like, you know, got the foam figure up and, 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 and sorry, and Okan's like waving a glow stick and stuff. And they're just like this big cheer section for their boys. It's really cool. Um, then in the seventh match, it was Shingo Takagi, the KOPW champion, versus Aaron Hanare. Now, since I've been watching New Japan, I've been watching Aaron Hanare since he was a young lion, since he was injured. Um, I've seen him in in person quite a few times, not only in Japan, but also here in Perth, Australia. He came over for New Horizon Pro Wrestling. Um, I've met him a few times when we get on really well like I think he's just like a top dude and to see him come this far and how hard he's worked and like how many you know push downs and setbacks he's had and the stuff with the pandemic and going overseas and training himself and and everything like he's one of like the hardest fucking working dudes that I've ever seen and to see him come full circle with Shingo somebody who he's had He's had those higher profile matches against Shingo before, but it was like Shingo was his ceiling, you know, like he kept hitting it. And I even remember Shingo putting him out. It may have even been an earlier New Japan Cup, putting him out with the Made in Japan, which kind of isn't even Shingo's main finisher. Well, in this one, it was a completely different Hanare. 
the the move set that he's developed, you know, inspired by that Muay Thai, um, his aesthetic and his gear. I hear I had seen, you know, his his stuff training and things like that. And I, I had thought and I had said that um in podcasts and stuff that it would be cool if he brought in more of that influence. That's exactly what he's done. The kicks, the knees, the the explosiveness, you know, and and in this match, um, it gets to a point where Shingo hits that made in Japan and Hanara kicks out and you're like, This is a different guy now. He's found more power, he's worked harder, he's surrounded himself with this squad like and it, it felt like we were watching Hanare level up before our eyes. The the rampage tackle is one of like the most brutal spears tackles, whatever you want to call it in wrestling. Like it looks absolutely awesome. Streets of Rage, Ultima, the 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 fists that were flying in the in this match, the yeah the hard hits. Shingo and Hanare just beat the absolute fuck out of each other, and then to see Hanare just overcome it all, make it through, clean as a whistle, and pin the KOPW champion, potentially setting himself up for a title shot. It was just awesome, man. Um, Shingo had had just recently had a title shot, but but I'm sure it was still you know it's still tempting for companies like New Japan to go well. Shingo's a draw. It starts in his hometown, send everybody home happy, move him deeper in the tournament, get more Shingo matches out of him. But I love that they had the faith in Hanare, the faith in their their guy, and somebody that works so hard to go. You know what? This is your time. You're beating him in front of his hometown, and you're moving on to what's next. And that's just fucking awesome, man. I. I can't wait to see what's next. As I record this tonight, it's going to be Hanare versus Tama Tonga, the never open weight champion. Now, I don't know if Hanare can go through two champions in a tournament, but I'm fucking here for it. That would be awesome, man. Uh, in in the best case, worst case scenario episode we did, my fantasy booking of it was Hanare beating both, uh, then merging the belts. So I don't need to see that blue belt anymore. <laughs> Uh, I'm here for a title shot from Hanare. I'm here to see him level up. He's put in the work. Like I think it was seven years or something he had said in a promo that he'd been in Japan. But in reality, it's been more than that. You know what I mean? It's been his entire life. Like from the moment, you know, growing up in New Zealand, literally fighting in the streets to training to meeting everything, going through the dojo system, through injuries, through COVID, through everything. Like, there's not many people have worked that hard. So I can't wait to see him continue to, like, level up and get to the next uh, next spot. And that's, that's why I love New Japan, because you get to see the evolution of these people and you get to you get to see it, like, actually play out. They're a company that are loyal to their crew you know their guys their family like if you've gone through that system um and you have proven yourself and you've shown that loyalty and stuff they're loyal to you and it may not be the fastest system in the world but to me it it's like it looks like a job for life you know what i mean you become a part of that and unless you choose to leave they're going to take care of you and they're going to elevate you over time and and i think uh the hard work and dedication that Hanare has shown and the absolute heater that United Empire are on. I mean, we're heading into the second round now and 
all six members if the United Empire are still alive in the tournament. That's huge. Two of which are tag guys. Tag guys in these kind of tournaments normally get knocked out pretty quick because it's you know not their specialty and things like that. But all six members are alive heading into this second round, and that's fucking crazy. So I'm looking forward to catching up on the next night uh, and getting into this live night. I think it's Kyle Fletcher again and Hanare both together. Let's check as a team. Let's have a quick look here who it is. If I remember. Oh, that's right. Okay. I don't even need to look. March 12th. I know this shit. It is Kyle Fletcher versus Goto and Hanare versus Tama Tonga. So another double United Empire night. Man, crowns up. I can't wait to see where it goes. It's going to be fucking awesome. That's it from me. We're keeping these ones right. We're keeping them tight. We're keeping them short. Uh, Make sure you check out my co-host and your good friend, Curtis, online at Destructo83 or at Throwing Dice Pod to check out his wargaming podcast, talking everything, things like Warhammer 40K, Marvel Crisis Protocol, and Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, You can follow me at Faces Feels Cast and catch up on literally hundreds of episodes of my interview podcast, Faces and Feels. Uh, You can join the Patreon and listen to our extra little show, Drop Your Shorts. We're part of the Count Out Podcast Network, and any uh, takings over there or any contributions go to supporting all the amazing shows on that network. Um, You can subscribe there, www.patreon.com slash countoutpod. Um, you'll hear heaps and heaps of extra content, but you'll also hear Drop Your Shorts. So that's our, our little extra show that Curtis and I do when we record on show days. Um, if you need internet protect, uh, if you need internet protection, uh, check out nordvpn.com slash shorts. It's shorts for your internet, keeping you right and tight and safe from internet piracy and also lets you throw your... Um, location around so you can stream from other locations around the world um, and check out our link tree for all these nodes l-i-n-k-t-r dot double slash okada shorts that's got links to all our shows uh, you can choose the way that you subscribe the okada short show or any of our other shows there um, and f- find your way to everything that is okada shorts so Yeah, rate and subscribe, listen or die, and remember to keep it right, keep it tight, and most importantly, keep it what? Short. This has been a Countout Podcast.